Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. We're all about your home, kitchens, baths, tile, appliances, and more. You name it, we chat about it. And now for the show. Well, today is August 3rd, and I am a little late in my schedule. I usually have my new podcast every Thursday, Friday. Well, today is going to be late. It's Monday, and we had some technical difficulties with my guest. My guest today, finally, is Jem Funk. She's a lighting designer as well as an interior designer with Premier Lighting. Hey, Jen, thanks a lot for coming by. Hello. Hi, Nancy. How are you? I'm fine. I'm really excited that we can get this thing going. We've solved our technical problems and uh, we can get on with it. Well, I today, Jen, well, you know, you've been here before. We always talk about these controversial things. We kind of debunk what's in and what's out. And we're going to do the same thing today. Actually, I've been getting a lot of emails from different designers saying this is in, this is out, this is popular, this is not. A lot of them I agree with, a lot of them I don't. And so I'm going to throw some of these out at you, and we're going to uh, tell everybody how we feel about certain uh, design uh, elements. Does that sound great? Yeah, sounds very interesting, Nancy. Well, it is interesting. (laughs) First first one I want to talk about is wall-to-wall carpeting. I, you know... Living in Arizona, I don't see it that much in the custom houses, um, but the builders use it because it's cheaper. And the one good thing about it is it's quiet. How do you feel about wall-to-wall carpeting? I'm totally not a fan of wall-to-wall carpeting. I just feel like that's 80s, it's 70s, It's I'm over it. I don't mind some carpet because... It's nice to have some areas that are a little cushy and quieter in the home. Um, right. And so it's a nice little breakup. Sometimes in a bedroom, it's nice. People like to hop out of bed and touch something soft. I'm anti-carpet in a bathroom. Oh, um, definitely. <laughs> you know, but you still find some old homes that have carpet in a bathroom. I don't know what a designer was thinking. I think um, it was the builder, actually, Jim. I think they felt, hey, we might as well just roll this carpet in all the rooms. It's cheaper. And they had no thought about what it would be like around the toilet, right? Right. Keep keep it's it pathetic. going. <laughs> right, right. Um, no. But also the traffic pattern that develops with wall-to-wall carpeting is atrocious. I always said, I wish my kids would walk by the wall instead of down the hallway in the center because that traffic pattern was a killer. Well, totally. And I mean, that's the other thing with carpet. People get really paranoid and can't live a normal life because they either don't want people walking on the carpet with shoes. So everybody has to leave their shoes at the door and that can get, you know, I, I don't know if you know who Sebastian Maniscalco is, but he's a hilarious comedian. He does a whole joke about having to take his shoes off at the door at strangers houses that he doesn't even know well. And I think it's hilarious and totally true. I mean, if I know you, I don't mind taking my shoes off, but you, if you're going to not be able to live a life because you have a carpet and you don't want anybody to walk on it, Don't do the carpet. Well, that's right. There again, they go to money. But I've met people where they get all upset if there's footprints on their carpet. 
Yes. And and when they vacuum, they have to go a certain way. It reminds me of the ball field, the way they mow the lawn. <laughs> yes, totally. Right? Got to have the pattern. So I would say, point counterpoint, instead of a wall-to-wall carpeting, go with the tile or the wood and then have area rugs. Exactly. And there's so many beautiful area rugs nowadays to add color and texture and that soft feel. Exactly. And there's a lot of runners you can get for the kitchens where it does make the area that you're standing on softer. And But you can always roll it up and uh, bring it to the cleaners or you can vacuum it or you can do away with it for the summer if you want a different look. So I say no wall-to-wall carpeting, go with area rugs and tile or uh, the hardscapes on the floor. Agreed? I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. Yeah. Okay. What about all white furniture? I'm getting sick of the hospital look. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. white can is a, you know, lovely neutral, but not everybody can handle the white, all white rooms. And honestly, they're a little hospital-like in my opinion. Yeah. They show dirt quickly. If you have kids or pets, don't even think about the white. You know me, I have four dogs. That wouldn't happen in my house. No, I think, you know, it looks good on a picture. It looks very pristine, very minimalist. But in reality, I don't think it's, um, well, I don't think it's great for anybody. Maybe maybe it's good for the vacation home when you go see, you know, you stay at the place for a week or two. But for everyday living, um, let's not go all white. I think uh, it's overstayed. And it is a little overstayed. You you can mix in a lot of whites, but maybe not all white. Yeah, you can throw in accessory colors. And I think if you have an all-white room or house, it's good to experiment with. Now's your time to throw in the pillows, the accent wall, um, area rugs, different window treatments. Throw in the color. You got the um, palette for it. And personally, when I see an all-white home, it just makes me think this person's afraid to do anything. I mean, in my opinion. which, uh, But I do see lovely homes that have lovely white cabinets. And a lot of moms swear by white slip-covered sofas because they do let their kids spill on them and draw on them. And then they just take them and throw a bunch of bleach in the in the washer and it's like new again. So... I agree. I wouldn't do an all white home, but I just don't think it's very livable. And I think it's kind of cold, but I do believe in white cabinetry, white slip covers and using a lot of white, but just mix in a little something, something, maybe that area rug we were talking about earlier. Oh, definitely. And we're going to slide right into the all white kitchen. That was in several years ago. But now it's too white. I noticed that maybe because of the pandemic, maybe because of, you know, we're in a time where people need some perkiness in their life. They're bringing in a lot of bright colors. So get rid of the all-white kitchen. And the solution to that is bring in the accessories, bring in a backsplash with color. Uh, You can even bring in a different color on your island. Right. I, I think this is kind of a coastal situation uh, in regards to what people are doing, because I'm noticing California, 
younger groups, the millennials, they're, they're loving kind of the farmhouse white and neutral scheme where I'm noticing actually I'm a generation X and the baby boomers are bringing a, a little bit of color where, um, and I think it's coastal too. I think, um, out in the West, they're mixing in a little bit of that farmhouse neutral tones in different areas, not in every town, but then still in the Midwest and the East Coast and definitely down in Florida and the South, mixing in a lot of color. Um, it's generational to me. It's coastal to me. Mm, I agree with you. Um I also noticed that you brought up the farmhouse look. Boy, that's getting to be really popular. And with that farmhouse look, a lot of color, a lot of coziness. Coziness, Um, for sure. Right, right, definitely. So we agree on that? You know, I think we semi-agree. I don't think, you know, I think, I think... We do. I see. I'm not seeing so much of the color in the farmhouse. The ones I'm seeing, but oh, but. I'm seeing. Yeah, like green is uh, green cabinets. I see that a lot. Oh, see, I'm seeing that kind of more where I'm from, Chicago, kind of a deco influence going on, which is also making a comeback. But um, interesting. I think we're half agreed on this. Well, I think everybody knows you're from Chicago. You have that accent. I do. You're yeah. representing New York. I'm representing Chi-Town. Yeah, I'm not using my New York accent today. <laughs> Come on, give Come them on. your New York accent. <laughs> okay, I can't shut go. mine off. I can. I can shut mine off. Okay, let's talk about upper cabinets in the kitchen. I know that you go into a lot of homes and you either see the cabinets, you go through the kitchens all the time. I like the idea of no upper cabinets because I am a petite person. And to me, the upper cabinets are there. I can't reach them, so they're a waste. You're taller than me. What do you think about doing away with the upper cabinets in the kitchen? See, now that I live here in Arizona, I'm anti-doing away with it because, well, two reasons. One, I am tall. Two, I love to cook, I, and I don't want everybody seeing all my Williams-Sonoma goodies. And number three, number three, I live in Arizona, which is a desert, and I frankly don't have the time to clean those shelves every day. Oh, okay, okay, so let me just point this out. The open shelves in a kitchen. I have gotten so many emails um, showing designers – opinions on some of them hate it. Some of them love it. Some of them said it was gone in 2019. Some of them <laughs> said they, the, the whole kitchen should have the open shelf. Some of them say maybe one or two. I, I agree with the one or two, but I agree with you. I would rather have a big picture on the wall, but the open shelves, they're nothing but dust collectors. I can't see how people do that. They expect to put their dishes and their glasses on open shelves and stay clean. Right. And see, if you're, if anybody out there is a neat freak like I am, I mean, I'm constantly cleaning as is with four dogs. And um, so that's, that to me is just not doable. It, when I see that, I see, okay, this is a builder who tried to save money on his, you know, his new construction home he's selling, 
Or I think this is a young person, maybe newly married and hasn't gotten into the groove of what it's like to be a wife and cooking or a husband and cooking. And <laughs> Okay, so, so can we agree that we're talking function versus aesthetics? And yeah. sometimes the function is more important than the aesthetics. So the person who says, yeah, but I like the look of the shelves, first of all, you can't reach the shelves. Don't forget, they're 9 to 12 inches deep. You have to reach over your countertop so you're, you're 24 inches standing away from the back wall. And it may look cute for a little while, but be practical. You can't exactly. just put all your stuff on shelves. Exactly. I have a feeling that there are people, as soon as they find out, oh, this is popular, they overdo yeah, exactly. And I, I want to just remind everyone, you don't have to follow every trend that's going on. You don't have to follow the trend at all. Do what you want to do. It's your house. Uh, because chances are that trend's going to be out pretty soon and a new one's going to come aboard. I also used yeah. to be in the fashion world and the same thing used to happen there. <laughs> well, well, you know what? We did do a um, podcast about fad versus trends. And I was going to actually uh, title this podcast, Don't Listen to the Designer. You have to, you can read what they have to say, but you have to decide what you want to do in your own house. It goes by your lifestyle and your likes and dislikes, right? Exactly. And, you know, I frankly, I, I like to always do what a client wants us to do. Not yeah. that's their style, not my well, personal style. Now, I need to put my flavor on it because, you know, same as you, we have our own little flavor and tricks to use, but it's the people's home. You know, if you are a designer out there, you're a young designer, and you only can do one style, you should really think about that. There's nothing wrong with putting your own stamp on something, but you're really limiting yourself to who you can you know, who can hire you because you are a one-trick pony. Yes, and who wants to be a one-trick pony, right? <laughs> no. I was going to talk about lighting because I know you go into homes, you're a lighting designer, and you work with Premier Lighting. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always telling people that they could call Premier Lighting or go on your website, shoppremier.com, and they can shop on the website if they don't live in Scottsdale because that's where you're located. Exactly. But when you, when you consult with people, you can advise them. But if they want to have a wicker chandelier of some sort over their table – and you don't think it goes, you can advise them, but you can't insist. It's the, I mean, hey, folks, it's your money. It's your decision. You're going to live with it, right? That's right. I mean, there's been so many times uh, that my colleagues and I, you know, make recommendations. I mean, we've been working with these companies for 20 plus years. And so we know brands really well. We know which line is you know, goes with what kind of style. So if you're traditional or you're into coastal or we know which catalogs or websites to go to for you. And there's so many times people don't want to listen, even in, in regards to dimension and size, 
you know, people get scared to sometimes to go with the size that they really need to go with. But then I always say people usually regret it. They usually regret not listening to the lighting designer or the sales consultant. I've had that same situation with kitchens where I've recommended. Now, I don't insist. I recommend. I tell them why it should be this way. Ultimately, they make the decision with the lighting or with the cabinets or with the design. Exactly. And then, of course, they go, you know, I should have listened to you, but too late. Exactly. I, I mean, I always tell this quick little story, and I may have said this before on your show, but uh, there was a guy in Chicago. He was building a, a new construction home. It was two stories, and he insisted on getting these itty-bitty little lights on his garage, and it was a huge home. And I said, sir, really? You know, <laughs> what about this size? And don't you know, he didn't listen to me. He bought the little small ones, but you know what? He liked them. <laughs> well, he probably still has them. Yeah. I mean, they have to look at them every day. You can, like I see, I keep saying, you could advise, you could suggest. Ultimately, our customers are the decision maker. Exactly. And Let we'll follow just, let me just throw out the phone number. If people are interested in calling you at work, it's 623-907-2669. And I always tell everybody, Jim, that if they call and they have a question or they need somebody to come out and help them add fixtures or change light bulbs, uh, suggest that they go to the um, a different light bulb, the LEDs versus the incandescent, which are out of style, you guys are more than happy to go to their house, right? That's definitely true. Yes, we go yeah. and we'll definitely, if you want to pay for our flight, fly to other states. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, but hey, it, it's up to you. It's up to the people what they want. Like I said, you guys are located in Scottsdale. A lot of people who listen to these podcasts don't live in the Phoenix area. So, you know, if they want to send you a ticket, although I don't know if you want to fly at this particular time of the pandemic, but they can send you pictures and you can help them decide or suggest what they need, right? We Yes, and we also do Zoom meetings as well. So you can there give you us go. a tour through the house like we were there. Yeah. Well, let's get back to our... Uh, different uh, things that people are suggesting. Are you seeing any more fancy, fancy drape treatments for windows? Oh, gosh. I'm not. Um, and I'm thankful. How about you? <laughs> I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing either uh, very simplistic, going along with a minimalistic look, or shutters, or nothing at all. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing beautiful windows for people who don't stare into their neighbor's yard and have True. a be you know a beautiful forest background or desert mountain landscape behind them um I do see a lot of panel drapery and like you said I do see roman shades and blinds mm -hmm. and then also motorized shades Right. And um, I don't know what they do in Chicago, but because we have such hot summers, we want to keep the heat out and the direct sun, obviously. So we do have uh, sunscreens and we have shades and we have shutters and we have uh, darkening on the windows, you know, the film that's actually made with the window. So and double 
pane glass, so we try to do everything to keep the heat out. But also in the colder weather, I know they use heavier drapes to keep the cold out as well in the winter. For yes. sure. Yeah, the say, drapes are much thicker there, much thicker, yeah, heavier. Yeah, as far as the swags and the heavy-duty drapes, um, I think we left them at Buckingham Palace. Yeah, I hope we do. I mean, they're just, <laughs> they've seen their day. <laughs> I think that was part of the whole uh, 80s luxury kind of, that's what it rem- reminds me of when I was younger, when I was a kid, just that. 80s glamour era, you know, when everybody yeah. started getting a cell phone <laughs> that was the size of our head. Yeah, right. It was like a, a big shoebox type. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just read something about baskets. Baskets are in, and they had a picture of the flat wicker discs, and they were putting them on the walls, and then they had wicker tables and wicker Uh, all over the place. I remember that being popular 40 years ago. Are you seeing any of that now? Because I don't particularly care for it to come back. I am seeing it. Um, I like some of it. I I think some of it's also lending into kind of a um, ethnic vibe, which I see, you know, gaining a little ethnic touches, gaining some popularity. And I also see people mixing that look a little bit with the farmhouse look. Um, yeah, I can see that. It's a little yeah. rustic, depending on the, the type of basket or rattan. Um, I can see that uh, in a chandelier set. I can see that in a sunroom or something that's very relaxed looking. Yeah, um, very but, relaxed. But over, yeah, but don't overdo with the baskets or the wicker. I mean, a, a little bit is okay, but with everything. If you overdo, I agree. Yeah, don't overdo. It it reminds I do remember like growing up with that look a little bit in our in my mom's house. I do remember that for sure. Um but I I do believe I will agree with you with this. I, the little small touches, like I just threw a, a little cute basket in our family room for our coasters and little Kleenex box and stuff. Cause it's where our family hangs out. And, you know, I threw some cute little wooden beads in there and, you know, but my whole house is way a little more dressy than that, but I can get away with it in the family room. <laughs> I, I use baskets to organize. Um, there are certain fruits and vegetables that you like to leave out, not refrigerate. Rather than sit them on the counter, I put them in a basket on the counter. Now, to me, and then my husband goes, how come you're rearranging the, them all the time so they look pretty? I said, well, you don't want to just have tomatoes and potatoes sitting in a basket and they're ugly. You know, <laughs> right, you can, right. You can, you can use it to decorate. But um, organizing with baskets, I'm all for that. I think that's great. I have, uh, I just did that for a client actually, and it works out wonderful. Um, I have a picture of a designer's living room, and they use, they call it layering. They had a pattern on on the area rug. They had a pattern on the chairs. They had wallpaper. And they had throw pillows, and everything was a different pattern. I'm not for that. Um, again, we said that it's the homeowner who should decide what they want, but I think that's a little much. Don't we call that overdone? 
<laughs> you know, I've seen that done where it looks kind of cool It when it's a more bohemian, chic kind of house. I do think that look for a home looks better on a younger person. <laughs> like, uh, I really do. I hate to say that, but somehow I think the younger uh, group can get away with kind of a more bohemian, chic vibe in their homes where us older ladies, <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, we, I just can't, I don't think we can get away with that anymore. I don't know why I just, to me, it just looks like clean your house. But if some gorgeous little 20 something's got a bohemian chic look with all those patterns, for some reason it looks better on, on that girl. But I, I could see that being done well, but it would, you'd really have to, have a design eye or work with somebody who does to get it right. Well, this picture that I looked at, it looked okay, but it was the wallpaper, the wild, crazy, busy wallpaper that I think threw it off. Now, I'm totally not against mixing prints or checks with it. I like that look. It almost comes under the shabby chic look. Um, I think if it's chosen right, it looks wonderful. But there's a, it could be, again, overdone. It can be. And, I mean, that's where it does, you know, pay to get some professional help. You, <laughs> you know, if that's your look. Wait, I think, when you mean professional help, you mean as a designer? <laughs> yeah, not a psychiatrist. Now, I would need professional help like a psychiatrist if I was going to do that in my home because I can't handle too many patterns at once. And I know a lot of my... Uh, clients can't either, you know, I like pattern, but I, you know, but I just can't handle too much of it at one time. So I personally couldn't do that, but, um, I agree. I agree. If you get an interior designer or, you know, even inviting over a friend who's got a good design, I, I'm, I'll say I'm, I'm for it partially if it's done yeah. right. Well, actually, if you don't want to get a designer, you can go to the fabric store and you can look at the companion prints and that helps you. Yes. Or same thing in the, you know, wall covering catalog. Wall coverings and companions, they have all that. But if you jump into it without any experience and you think, oh, this is cool, um, two Valiums and you'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> then we will need the professional help. <laughs> I, I have a whole list of stuff we can keep going for hours, but we really can't because I know it's getting late and we got to get back to what we were doing. So uh, you're going to come back and we're going to continue with this. Hopefully everybody likes the idea of us um, sharing our opinions. And, you know, again, we will say you don't have to agree with the designer, whether you read it or whether somebody told you to do it. It's your house. It's your money. It's your budget. And you've got to live with it. Right, Jim? Exactly. And then your home should function for you and it should look the way you want it to look when you walk into it. Yeah. And remember, when you read these articles, designer ABC said you should do this and this is in and this is out. That's because they have nothing to write about. And it's their opinion. Everybody has an opinion. And so they're getting paid to share their opinion. But um, do what you want to do. And um, again, go by your budget, your lifestyle and what you like and put it in your home. Right? I totally agree. 
Oh, you know, I love having you as a guest because we totally agree. We, you know, we do on almost everything, Nance. <laughs> but yeah, almost. Well, thanks for having me again. Hey. Yes, as always, I enjoyed this podcast. And I hope everybody enjoyed the podcast and learned something from it. I hope that they subscribe and they rate and comment on the platform that they're using to listen to these podcasts. We are now on over 23 um, different platforms. So you've got to be listening to these podcasts and learn. And don't forget to share them with your friends. Don't keep it a secret. The more, the merrier. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me or for Jem, you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. And don't forget to stay safe and have a great day. 